hello everyone and welcome back to Know It All Podcast. I'm your host Riley Sue and I am so excited to be joining y'all for another episode of the pod. This week, like I told y'all last week, is a very special episode. We are celebrating 10 episodes and so we have some guests. We have my best friend Tamaje here with us as well as my wonderful, beautiful, lovely spouse Bebo. Um, Tamaje, say hello to the audience and tell us, uh, you know, who you are and you know what you be doing <laughs> hi everybody i'm tamaje i am riley's bf forever <laughs> um i also run a podcast of my own which will be um featuring riley and bebo tomorrow's episode yeah. so be on the look for that uh it's going to be called um rewatch presents spinoffs so go ahead and watch it yeah she'll drop the link in wherever she can yeah, all places, all yeah. places. uh bebo tell, tell the people why you're wonderful and why you're not on how socials anymore <laughs> right 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 so i'm bebo i am riley sue's spouse of almost four years we've been together now for seven years as of a couple days ago and i'm no longer on socials um well i have a tiktok but i don't really do anything on it um i don't know i just got tired of it it was sucking my soul dry but you know i'm back in the education world i'm a middle school teacher again which is amazing and just having fun so yeah i'm psyched to be on this and i've been wanting to be on rise channel for a while or channel <laughs> rise uh, pod for a while so here we are yeah these two are like literally my biggest supporters so it's it's very uh suited that they be my first guests because they're definitely two of the people that back me up and hype me up the most when it comes to podcast carryings on. So last week we covered spring holidays and traditions around the world, which honestly was a lot of fun. I don't know. I know Jay enjoyed that episode. Oh, I, I love it. was a good episode. All the, yeah. There's there just so much fun stuff. There was so many different things I didn't even know per usual. So I, th- I love all the fun <laughs> colors and fun traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that episode was like truly kind of like a dark horse and I like didn't really expect it to be one that I enjoyed so much. Hopefully that background noise of Bosco just running all amok isn't annoying. But I hope not. But I know I sent you a bunch of TikToks after that episode. Yeah, I was you like, did. this is in your bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes there are topics I come up with and I like really have to stew on them before I'm like, oh yeah, someone else would want to hear about that. Like literally how people jerked off back in the day. That's been a topic that I began research on and then <laughs> stopped research on. And I'm like, um, maybe not. I, I don't <laughs> think we're the target audience. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe not this early. That seems like more of a, uh, what's what's the dirty girls thing? What they do the, I have no you, idea. Know what, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's that podcast all the guys love. Oh, I have no idea. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Oh. That one. That, I, I am not the suited Talks audience. some grody stuff. Again, I am not the suited, suited audience. But uh, today, though, we're going to kind of change pace and style. And we're going to talk about something that I am personally very, very interested in. And Bebo has heard me ramble about many, many, many times. Oh, um, and uh, Tamaje, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I have <laughs> I think no she, idea what we're doing. She also. has no idea what's happening. Um, but we're going to do a fun. few stories... <laughs> We're going to do a few stories of cryptids from around the United States and some interactions with them. And then we'll just like, you know, discuss them and what we think about them and the possible explanations for them. We've been doing a lot of like heavy hitting stuff on my podcast, I feel like. So it's time for a nice, you know, spring break. Time time for a nice, just like we've easy. Got a refresh. We've got a nerd and we've got Jay who doesn't know anything about cryptids. 
<laughs> See, when you said cryptids, I dead ass told you. I said, I said, what are we doing? What are we doing? Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah, you said Scooby Doo. Because I, I, I don't know what it is. What's cryptids <laughs> says Scooby Doo to me. Yeah, she said. She dead ass came to me this morning and said, are we doing Scooby Doo characters? <laughs> I mean, Scooby Doo characters are cryptids, right? I mean, some of them some are. Some of them are. See, I just thought it was like creepy creep things okay so that poses the question that is our first question of the podcast which is what are cryptids cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe to exist cryptozoology is a pseudoscience and as much as i hate admitting it it being a pseudoscience means that it mainly focuses on unsubstantiated and anecdotal evidence to support its ideas and this is evidence that standard science i.e bebo would often throw out <laughs> um <laughs> And you may be thinking, well, like, isn't the point of science to be like an ever-changing and moldable thing? And you're right. Yes, it is. But scientists do the dang thing with scientific methodology and tracing genealogy through genuses and species and all of that. Right, Bebo? Am I right? Correct. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> well, pseudoscientists and cryptid researchers, we don't use those methods. Uh, <laughs> we use folklore and local rumors, and then we use that to figure out what's happening. That just sounds like history. I mean, watch your step. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like history? Sounds Oral like... talkings and myths. Yeah, I mean, it's Doesn't just that like sound like everything. I mean, okay, about to say it's just like uh, you know, laws, religious texts. It's all just made up things that people pass along for generations. It's all about what you choose to believe. Right. And facts. I choose to believe in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. Okay, good. So one person sees some nonsense and we just run with it. Doesn't that all seem like some pretty obvious bullshit? Yeah, well, it's typically more than one person, and if the evidence is there, then they pass off that picture or whatever to back up what that one person says, and then more people see it, and then that becomes a fact, right? Right on. Facts. <laughs> Facts. There's also <laughs> some level of hysteria that adds to the stress of these incidents, which I'm sure if you're a regular listener of the pod, you will recognize because we talk about hysteria and stress all the time. Need examples? Let me point you in the direction of episode one, three, and six of this podcast. And dancing people. <laughs> yeah, we got them everywhere. So whatever, people see outrageous things, they're outrageous people. What came first, the outrageous thing or the outrageous person? That's what we're going to try to deduce here today. Mm. All right? Heard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this I have a little slideshow up for them to see like photo references. The picture is quite terrifying. Like it's one of them places where you just be like, you see it and turn around and say, nope. I literally, the three images that I have on this like front slide, I literally Googled creepy house, creepy bridge, creepy forest. <laughs> See, yeah. I used to hate scary things, but much like a lot of things in my life, Riley Sue has helped me to embrace my fears. She yeah. ain't helped me yet, so we different. We're working. Here we go. <laughs> All right, number one. Ooh, this. It's like a Wookiee. Close enough. All right. <laughs> I can't do the noise. Of, <laughs> <laughs> so leading us off on this fun little tour through some cryptids and their stories is going to be the skunk ape. The skunk ape has been recorded and seen in the southern United States, more specifically Florida, since the 1800s, or since Europeans started kicking it in Florida. Um, in 1818, a local newspaper reported a story from what is now Apalachicola, Florida, that spoke of, quote, a man-sized monkey, end quote, raiding food stores and stalking fishermen along the shore. Seminole and Miccosukee culture includes a story of a super smelly, physical power, physically powerful, and elusive creature called the Estikaptiki, which roughly translates to furry tall man or hairy giant, i.e. our hairy giant. No, he's not Bigfoot. What do you mean? He's tropical Bigfoot. I mean, why can't he be a monkey-sized man instead of a man-sized monkey? Because 
he's not a man. He's a monkey. He's because damn he's, cute. Because he's he's big. <laughs> Monkeys are little. Poe, it's like that. That looks like that. That one with the arms. It looks like me, like fresh out the shower. <laughs> but how is this guy not Bigfoot? Okay, because one of the things that you have to wrap your mind around as a cryptid lover is that while we all love Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you prefer to call him or them, they are just like a type of cryptid from the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot, like what we would call maybe a genus, Bebo? I mean, to me, this type Species? of situation, I feel like we're calling it a puma versus a mountain lion. Yeah, which, like, they're related, you know but like, just different like a, places. Oh, that call them, right. right. They're the same thing, except different. Right, but I see your puma, mountain lion, cougar, and I raise you a one white-tailed deer and key deer, which is so this the is deer an on the Florida different Keys. Cryptid. It's not just, like, a Floridian. This is a Floridian cryptid. This it, is an ex- So this is Bigfoot who live in Florida. This is Everglades Swamp tropical sasquatch so he's not related to bigfoot or is he is are they cousins they're cousins oh okay so they go to the same family so he's a bigfoot he's just not the he's not cold bigfoot yes he's hot bigfoot tropical bigfoot see <laughs> i think that's the third time i've said that <laughs> slow-mo baywatch bigfoot is, is hot bigfoot yeah to be caught on camera regular bigfoot ain't never been caught on camera so in 1929, a sighting occurred at the recently constructed Perky Bat Tower at the Florida Keys. Witnesses reported that an unknown ape-like beast was drawn to the construction site. The skunk ape began inspecting the bat tower after it had been stocked with all the bats. The creature reportedly shook the tower, scaring away the bats, and then ran off into the woods. I don't know why he scared the bats away. There's literally no explanation for that. I tried to find it. Because no information. Big, scary, loud thing. It was area season. I don't understand why they think that he has to be a menace to society. Because... But the thing is, he don't got to be. It's just the unknown is scary. I think they're painting him as a menace whenever he's not a menace. Well, he was stealing from fisher people. Fisher people need that fish for money. Okay, fair. More than 10 years later in 1942, a man in Suwannee County reported a similar creature rushing out from the brush line while he was driving down an isolated road. It was alleged to have grabbed onto his vehicle and then began beating on the side and the doors for half a mile before departing. Yeah. Also in the beginning of the 1940s in the small town of Barden, Florida, there were a number of alleged sightings of a creature that came to be known as the Barden Booger, which is, I think, really cute. The Barden Bells. Cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sightings of the Booger or Skunk Ape continued through the 1950s, and then in the 1970s, two Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies named Marvin Lewis and Ernie Milner reported seeing an ape-like creature that stalked them through a grove before they shot at it with their guns. Surprise, they shot first. It's Florida. Duh. <laughs> Stand your ground. <laughs> Stand your ground. <laughs> I'll stay in my ground. They reported following a trail of footprints where they recovered hair snagged on a barbed wire fence line that had been pushed down. And then in 1971 to 1975, they were a rash of sightings between Broward County and the surrounding areas. Multiple eyewitnesses reported nocturnal encounters with a five to seven foot ape-like creature with dark red to black fur. Five to seven feet is a giant. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, um, like, what? That's like that's a fifth grader, and that's the great Kali. Like, right? Like, <laughs> what? And like, take it like a foot down on both, and it's like a four to six foot person. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, anything? You're telling me that this is a toddler to a grown man? Like, what the? <laughs> 
We're literally talking say? about can ride the Tower of Terror versus like can't ride the Tower of Terror, but like for different reasons. Get decapitated, <laughs> right? Slips out decapitation. You know what the hell? Both getting decapitated on the Tower of Terror, but for very different reasons. Right? Yeah, like weird. one one at the beginning and one at the end of the ride. Twenty-four and a half foot tall, six and a half foot tall. These events were heavily covered in newspapers in both local and in other Florida cities like Miami. And some of these are the earliest instances of people calling them skunk apes and using that in the lexicon. Reports allege that the skunk ape had invaded homes, stalked people, and killed several of a farmer's livestock, including a horse and a bull. So this is a powerful monkey ape man. Do they stink or something? Do they, yeah, they like, smell bad. leave a whiff? That's how, what the, that's what how the has anybody gotten is. so close that it's left? To, oh, that's the legend. He was grabbing onto the side of that man's car. This you don't think right you can catch a whiff? Just, and he was like, damn, bro, like you smell like a skunk. <laughs> not, not, I'm afraid for my life. This... He probably let out a big fart out of fear and was like. <laughs> for real. They was like, dude, why is this thing going to be like, I don't know. I think it was that skunk. He just shit his pants. Thing. I'm telling you, this bottom <laughs> picture, this top right picture is just some festival look. I mean, this is Florida. This is where, you know, Disney World is. That just looks like Planet of the Apes. Isn't that? Did you Steal that from a planet. I did not steal any of these photos from It really looks like you did. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. They alleged that they had killed all this livestock, literally entered people's homes, stalked people. The local police department investigated after one law enforcement officer reported striking the skunk ape with his car. He said, I literally hit the motherfucker. He hit a tree. I don't understand why it's constantly cops seeing these things and interacting with them. Like, because what are we what are we missing? I think it's Florida and they want to be like I'm the best cop in Florida. No, I'm the best cop in Florida. Well, I hit the skunk ape with my car, knowing that they hit like a tree on their way home from the bar at 2 a.m. No, I hit the skunk. Ape. Regular skunk. See, that's why my car stinks. It's no, a regular Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Got new legs from the skunk ape. <laughs> so they formed a bunch of posse's to try and find the skunk ape, but. No body and no evidence could ever be found. What year were they trying to find? This was in this the 50s. The light, eight, 2000, I was going to say, like, what kind of drugs were we doing back then? <laughs> because that will all help drugs explain have been a little all bit. The time, all the years. I mean, yes, but. Oh, I'm sorry, this was the 70s, but still. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So, this is, this is a fun little twist. In 1977, there was a bill proposed in the Florida State Legislature to make it illegal to, quote, take, possess, harm, or molest arthropods or humanoid animals, end quote. But it failed to pass. So it's still dangerous out there for not only the gays, but the skunk apes in Florida. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. They be fucking skunk apes. They are are not protected. Rights for skunk apes. Skunk ape consent matters. I guess they have to prove that they exist to, you know, protect them. I don't think that we need proof of existing for consent to matter. Oh, okay. Yes, I agree with that statement. When you put it like that, absolutely. But I guess they're like, should we just make a law for something that, you know, may or may not be? I mean... So there have been several Everglades wildlife tour bus operators and guests that have reported seeing skunk apes. And in July of 1977, one of those operators, David Sheely, reported a wildlife bait stand that contained a bunch of lima beans that had been raided. He also said he saw a bunch of strange tracks around them. Uh, he baited several more locations with a bunch more lima beans. And then multiple witnesses said that they saw skunk apes after that. So apparently... The skunk ape loves lima beans. So why don't we just like? like be farting lima beans why don't we just trap them? Are they are they already cooked lima beans? Or just raw lima beans. <laughs> that was unclear. That was unclear in the research. Because <laughs> they didn't like, say it matters. Doesn't matter whether they're cooked or raw. If we I can think track it them. It matters. Or not. Well, yeah. Because if they can, 
I don't know. It makes sense to me. <laughs> I just feel like it should matter. Oh, it would be a good test to like try to get them because I feel like if they like them raw, then cook, they're going to be over the moon. Well, you know, Sheely said that the reason that all of these like occurrences happened and probably the reason that they were into the lima beans is because there had been a bunch of flooding going on. And so it had pushed all the animals into tighter ground. So the, I guess skunk apes, they can't swim. So they just had to go somewhere else. Because all that hair, they'll just sink. <laughs> For real. <laughs> not like a Labrador. It's not hollow. It's, it's heavy. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's heavy. I mean, it's got just... ape hair. Like, it's got like beard hair all over his body. Yeah. And like imagine like those bangs getting in front of your eyes while you're trying to swim in the Florida Everglades. Real. I can't see. He doesn't have a barrette or a headband. No. We need to give him a hair tie. <laughs> Headbands and consent for skunk apes. Yes. That's our stance. <laughs> Meme it up, people. <laughs> Another sighting happened on uh, from Steve Goodbread and Dow Roland. Sounds like a fake name. I don't disagree with you. Mr. Goodbread. <laughs> Mr. D- Dow Roland. <laughs> Bless you. I, that a, what? First okay. three letters change the consonant. Some of their guests also reported skunk ape sightings and they said that it was over 100 degrees fahrenheit and there were high humidity and there was a rural location and that would make a hoax unlike unlikely which i find very interesting because those are all factors that i think would make a hoax more likely <laughs> it's hot it's humid we're in a rural location these people are isolated right uh everyone's hot by themselves yeah i mean go crazy what did we say outrageous people outrageous thing what came first that's how the pairs who knows no happen. or the the dance the the dancing crazy. plague yeah it was hot people were sweating people, like, people lost their mind i cut a rug too hard <laughs> so in 1997 a photograph of a dark upright walking figure in a swamp was taken by the okapi fire council Dif- district chief vince door and he claimed that it was a skunk ape he reported observing the creature cross the road, and then he stopped his car to capture a photograph. Bro, that's a set at a Chuck E. G's. So that gray goatee implies that they get old. <laughs> yes, they age. I mean, he yes. reported <laughs> within two weeks, over 50 more people reported allegedly seeing the hairy creature within the Big Cypress National Preserve. In the year of 2000, the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office received two anonymous photos depicting a large, hairy, ape-like creature. R.I.P. Hagrid. They should have said pics or it didn't happen. The author of the letter claimed to be an elderly woman who reported the creature had been stealing apples from her back porch near I-75. And upon surprising it with the camera, she was afraid it was an escaped orangutan that might harm her family. In the middle of the day. It's pretty presumptuous whenever he was just minding his own fucking business, just getting apples. Right. He was he stealing the apple. apple. No, all he wanted was an apple. She's accusing the man he of murder. He could have knocked on the door and asked. Like, hey, can I get an apple? He doesn't speak English. He could say, ooh, apple. <laughs> ooh, apple? He ooh, don't know apple. what ooh, apple is. He just knows what that thing is going to eat. Said circle, bites, yes. The photo was heavily scrutinized, <laughs> and it was dubbed the Mayaka skunk ape, and it, remained, it remains a polarizing photo, and its authenticity is debated. One critique highlights that the photograph is a potential hoax and is the subject... And because the subject has a resemblance to a Bigfoot statue that's from a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. Ooh, that sounds... Yeah. Did they steal it from the museum and then run it out into a field? That is... Ripley's trying to create their own Believe It or Not. unsubstantiated at this time. <laughs> <laughs> really? So there's this investigation. What do we think the skunk ape is? Hold on, before I tell you what everyone else thinks it is. What do I think it is? Yeah, what do we think what it is? What do you think it is, Bebo? Bebo would say. Oh, what the hell? You're I mean... a scientist. 
give us yeah, your scientific opinion. You're the educated one over here. Some crazy white people making some shit up again. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, I don't know. She exists in the folklore for the native people from before the white people existed mm. around these parts. Does she? Yes. She got you. Cell phone that one. Come on. Now. I mean, with the facts. I would think. I don't know. I mean, it's a cool looking monkey. I think it's somebody. They're in Florida, so yes. they're like hunter people. Okay. So it's probably like a really big dude. In a ghillie suit? It, is that what they're called? Yes. I was just going to say the grass thing. Grass. <laughs> <laughs> just running around. And they said, run, Dale. You got to look a little more blurry. Because in the background of that photo, that definitely looks like a little pickup truck back there. I see that. It mm-hmm. also could be a bush. It could be a bush in the middle of a field. A pickup bush. I think it's real. You think a lot of things. I also think that I am correct. <laughs> See? I mean, I don't think he's not real. Well, investigator Joe Nickel has written that some of the reports may represent sightings of an American black bear and a, an American black bear more specifically suffering from mange. It's also likely that the other sightings are hoaxes or general misidentification of wildlife. What's mange? Mange is like a, I think it's a fungus, where it essentially causes like bacteria or like a yeast or something to grow on the skin of an animal and then their hair falls out. Dogs get it. Other animals get it. But but they're covered in hair. So why would they think it's a thing with mange? Because it makes the hair patchy and like makes them look like discolored. Okay, I guess. The United States National Park Service, which love the National Park Service, uh, they considered the skunk ape to be a hoax. Unfortunately, I mean, why don't we pay people to just sit in the woods? We do and just go. I mean, it's not the FBI. But I mean, like, (laughs) okay, I feel like I'm not, let's see. Let's see if we can solve two birds here. You know how, like, everybody complains about homeless people. What if we go, how about we put you a home in the woods, and all you have to do is, you know, write down strange sightings you see of, like, weird things that we're actually looking for, and, you know, you add up the research and well, then solve homelessness at the same time. Unfortunately, m- the majority of the homelessness problem in the United States is a mental illness problem. And so, therefore, we cannot trust people to report accurate sightings from the middle of the woods. How are we getting okay. this topic? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to create something I good. I would love to talk about social justice, but <laughs> she made it socially. I. I answered the question. I am trying to figure out. You told me that there's native records of this. I think it's just bears. What the fuck? Like you think it's just bears? Bears with mange. I disagree. Mangy bears. I think it's a giant ape man. A big ape man. All right, we're we were tropical. Let's get Antarctic. Oh, what the hell? That just looks like a meme that somebody (laughs) made up. That cannot be real. Well, guess what? What? Our next cryptid is the Ningen. The legend of the Ningen is the newest that we're going to talk about, and it began in 2012 on a post on the Japanese online forum website, 2Channel. Are you allowed to say that word on air? Mm-hmm. Ningen? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. It just sounds so funny. <laughs> you could cut that. I don't know. <laughs> Am I? You answered the question. I don't know. It's, I'm not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just love to make 
people feel well, like they accidentally you know, made a racial comment. You know, honestly, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, Fair can enough. I mess with it right now? Yes, you can. You can say it, I think. Am I, think, I allowed to say it again? I think I'm allowed to give permission, so yeah. Okay. Go ahead. We'll allow it. Allowed. Or we'll, you'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> it's got calves. Which that's the part that and I cut it out of the photo, but it has feet. It's sex on legs. <laughs> like this thing could do squats and like look pretty good afterwards. It has in this photo, in this photo on the right, it has ten toes. But let's 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 read about it and then we can. Okay, tell us more. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So the legend of the Ninian is the newest that we're going to discuss, and it began in 2012 on a post from the Japanese online forum website Two Channel, which claimed that the members of a whale research. <laughs> That, which claimed that members of a whale research ship witnessed the creature as it surfaced near the ship off the coast of Antarctica. They originally thought it was a submarine, and so the crew went to take a closer look, but the, quote, submarine then just vanished into the waves. The story mm. gained more traction because it was found that in 2005, Google Earth had captured what many people thought to be an Indian near the Southern Ocean. Many skeptics believed that the Indian was actually an iceberg and just coincidentally looks like a sea monster. That does not look like an iceberg. It does <laughs> no. not look like an iceberg. The iceberg with legs and that, the nose. That looks like Homestar Runner. What is that? <laughs> that thing? I don't know what that is, but yes. I, 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 oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> the bites are reversed, but yes, absolutely. Oh. Bebo's theory is I that think the Ningen is actually... It's actually Homestar It's a rendition of Homestar Runner. I've I've solved the cryptid. You really did. <laughs> Unless like this thing looks like I love it. I wanted to be real so bad. It's, it's so like cute. a person in a whale baby made it. <laughs> it kinda looks like a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if sperm like had like legs. Sperm. Yes. <laughs> two tails. That means it will be deformed. For all of you that aren't blessed enough to see this Ningen in front of you right now, the creature has a face. And it's got legs. Its photo is going to be up on Instagram, Can just like Homestar every week. Runner up there too? We might throw Homestar Runner up there. Homestar Runner will be on the story. Peep, peep the story. Um, peep the highlights if you're watching this like a year later too. Exactly. Peep the highlights. Uh, but the creature has a face, and it's honestly kind of got like a beluga head, and then it's just got legs, <laughs> legs, strong it- legs. And it has ten toes. Tamaje asked that earlier. How many toes he has? He has ten. <laughs> Was just whispering. Just like so, how does it eat? Does it can it? Does it swim? Yeah, it swims. It has it has extremely large limbs and or hands slash arms, and it's about sixty five to hundred feet long. What? Wait, it's Wait. either white or pale blue. It's long? huge, massive. Well, it's standing. So, wouldn't it be yeah, tall? What is that? Well, right, but they saw it in the water originally. So, we're so this it thing like is fish. gigantic, massive. Wait, wait, wait. So this thing that's in this top left picture is 65 feet tall. Yes. Yeah. That, that math. Then how big is that iceberg behind it then? Yeah, Freaking huge. The... It's Antarctica. Mm. Hundreds of feet tall. My goodness. Why didn't they just go over there? <laughs> but he what has, are you? He has a large like slit-like mouth and he has tiny like eyes that are either black and empty or look like beluga eyes, however you prefer to think about that. And Later on in 2010, a Japanese chemical research company published a YouTube video showing ocean life that they observed. And near the end of that video, you can see a large creature with small eyes and a large smiling slit-like mouth spying or lying on the ocean floor. Most people think that that's the infamous Ningen, and some people say that it's a snaggletooth snake eel. 
I think it's the Ninigan. Uh, I want to see a picture of that. I couldn't find it. Because at this one time, I really liked all this until he was 65 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was way funnier when he was regular man size. <laughs> no, he's big. It's like, no, this picture on the left, I had it going for me, but that's not a 65 feet Now I'm grossed out, like, knowing that it's so big, it's, it's gross. It's slithery. <laughs> It he's was, cute. What, what did skin what feel like? It was cute till I realized he could like wrap around me and murder me. Wait, but it, so it's out of the land. So is it a mammal like a whale? It's like a whale. It's like a seal or a whale. Where's its blowhole? Probably on the top of his head. That picture doesn't have a blowhole. That picture is some artist rendition. These are actual photographs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. They're not even like the same picture. (laughs) This is like a Photoshop mountain in the back. (laughs) Don't overanalyze the evidence. (laughs) That takes away from the proof. (laughs) All right, moving along. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we couldn't do a cryptids episode if we didn't do the big guy. Who? My daddy. My man. My fucking favorite. What is the, the Mothman. The Mothman. Oh. He's the he's the savior of us all. You mean the Mothman? You mean the Motherman? <laughs> the Mothman. Oh. So save every one of us. <laughs> so on November fifteenth, nineteen sixty six, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Stephen Mary Mallet, told police that they had seen a large white creature whose eyes glowed red, standing at the side of the road near the site of the former World War II munitions plant. Linda Scarberry described it as a slender, muscular man about seven feet tall with white wings, and she said that she was unable to discern its face due to the hypnotic effects of its eyes. Distressed, the witnesses drove away at a, at a high speed and said that the creature flew after their car, making a screeching sound while it pursued them. It pursued them as far as Point Pleasant city limits, and during the next few days, a few other people reported similar sightings. After local newspapers reported it, two volunteer firemen who saw who said they saw it said it was a, quote, large bird with red eyes, end quote. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed a shite poke. Contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at the creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Additionally, he blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, featuring circles of reddish coloring around its eyes. The bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. However, the big evidence for me comes on the December 15, 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge where there was the death of 46 people. The incident gave rise to the legend and connection that the Mothman was giving warning to the bridge collapse. That's where I'm going to pause for us to discuss. Tamaja, what's your initial impressions of my guy? Bridge collapse story. Why do you like this guy so much? You gotta give the bridge collapse story. The bridge collapse story is so much. Okay, basically... That's this the is, best part this, about this guy. He's a savior. He's not a savior. Same he's thing? a he's a warner. He's a he's a beacon. He's a guardian. Is it Jeepers Creepers? It's not Jeepers it's Creepers. It's giving Jeepers Creepers, if, but if you could see the cheeks on this statue, yeah, that statue is double cheeked up. Double cheeked. Oh, up. like the booty. Yeah. Oh, I was like, its face Come doesn't on. have yes. much going on. For some reason, whoever made this statue was like, but nobody saw it out in the daytime. Yes. So some, some people have seen 
him like out flying about. Oh wow. Oh it's silver. Okay, that pick looks gold. Wow. This is uh double cheeked up. I'm Thick just cheeks. kind of I'll put the baffled. cheeks on Instagram. That the two different colors is what's killing me. People some people said it was white, some people said it was black. Yeah, but also you have to think like they were in headlights, quick flash versus, you know, seeing it in contrast. So let me just give you the Silver Bridge, I guess, real quick. The Silver Bridge collapse, like I said, happened on December 15th, 1967, and 46 people died. But uh, the bridge collapsed and 46 people died. One of the people that's like most famous of survivors was this pregnant woman. Um, because it was late December, all these people were like shopping. They had been out shopping for Christmas. So she had a car full of gifts. She was like six months pregnant. She's sitting there. She looks down. She looks back up. She hears this noise. In front of her, the taillights of all the cars start dropping off and sliding. And she puts her car in reverse and backs her car up like a few feet. And the bridge stops collapsing like just in front of her vehicle. And she survives. And her baby survives, obviously. And she, um, you know, makes it. But because it was nighttime and because it was so cold, uh, a lot of people like drown in the river and they could, you know, hear them. <gasps> oh, okay. It was a very big tragedy Mm-mm. for this area. And so that's part of what has made the Mothman just like so, so long living and so outlasting is that it's connected to this tragedy. Yeah. And lots of people, myself included, believe that like it was a kind of like early warning of like, hey, this thing's going to happen. Like, you know, everyone be careful. I could see that. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Like a big giant creature hanging out. Maybe we should stay in a house for a minute. Mm-hmm. Right. But then yeah. I was like, no, Christmas is coming. I, I knew you were going to say it. I, I was going to say it, but I'll let you say it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they said, stay inside your house. Don't make any unnecessary journeys. I love the moth, man. Like I said, I think he's just like a cool symbol of like, like a guardian type thing of just like trying to warn people of like something bad coming. And. You know me, I just like when there's just random things that bring people together. Because there's like a whole festival and stuff for this dude every year. Yeah, there is. Which is pretty dope. Like, it just brings random people out to have, you know, shitty cheap food and <laughs> we love cheap just food. hang out together, which is dope. So, yeah. And it's just about this, like, like people dress up like him. People, like, put on, like, costumes and makeup. And, you know, I love a drag performance. Girl was good. So, <laughs> I just think it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, and he like, like a hero. He is right? like a hero. I like that they portray him cool. as a hero. He is like a hero. He's like a he like I said, he didn't like necessarily save anyone, but he like is this like outlasting symbol of like this tragedy and just like how the community can like come together afterwards. There's also this wonderful Twitter account that I have followed for years that's called the Mothman Bot. It's at Mothman Bot on Twitter for anyone that's interested. And just a few of the good tweets that he's had today is Mothman is real and just wants to be held. Beautiful, perfect. <laughs> um, another one that we have is Mothman is real, and the only clothes he owns are Gucci slides. Period. Hey. And then another one. This is from late last night. Mothman is real and likes to bang on drums at two o seven a.m., keeping me awake. Mothman is my neighbor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. So we love the Mothman. Big stan. In two thousand sixteen, there was also a TV channel that published a photo purported to be the Mothman that was taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route Two in Mason County. And a science writer proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl that was carrying a frog or a snake, and wrote that there was, quote, zero reason to suspect that this is the Mothman as described in the legend, and there are far too many more reasonable explanations, end quote. Looks like a freaking Mothman to me. It looks like the cool writer from Greece, too. 
as some as like a native person too like it's just like very similar to like thunderbird type stuff too that's actually one of the things that is like proposed to possibly be an explanation for the mothman is the thunderbird what's that it's another like cryptozoological creature that is i discussed it in the thunder or the, the lightning episode of my podcast okay um but it's like thought to protect humans from like, like the like snakes mm. of the underworld like and like the protectors of the humans and humans are supposed to be like descended from thunderbirds but they actually exist in like all kinds of different native cultures so that's a very watered down version of like hundreds right, yes. of stories i gotcha the, again she's been around mothman has existed she's been out here protecting us for a long time love it love it mm-hmm. we love it angels i mean come on yeah just it's just awesome. beautiful she could be a glowing red eyes are wild. <laughs> biblically accurate angel. <laughs> she could be a biblically accurate angel. The last one we're gonna do is the Loveland Frog. Old Greg? It's not old Greg. It's the Loveland Frog. The red-eyed tree frog man. So according to various lore, the creature was first sighted by a businessman or a traveling salesman while driving along an unnamed road late at night in 1955, with various versions of the story being in the month of May. We love the ambiguity. That's how they thrive. I love this top right picture. It'd be looking like like someone's grandma under a blanket with two flashlights in the lake. <laughs> so in one version of the story, the driver was headed out on Branch Hill out of the Branch Hill neighborhood when he spotted three figures that stood erect on their hind legs along the side of the road. Each of the figures was three to four feet in height and they had leathery skin and frog faces. In other versions of the story, the creatures were spotted under or over a poorly lit bridge, and one held a wand over its head that frayed, that sprayed fire out of it. What? Yes. A wand? A wand. Harry Potter? <laughs> or is it, or is it, um, what's his friend who got the frog? Neville Longbottom. Yeah, he got a frog. What if he was just in town? Neville was just in town. Just in town. He was just strolling through. <laughs> yeah, why not? Neville and Nan. Just Everybody through. deserves a vacation. That's true. They just wanted to see Ohio. <laughs> the legend really got its frog legs. Eight. Went on yeah, March 3rd. night. <laughs> When on March 3rd, 1972, at 1 a.m., Loveland police officer Ray Shockey was driving on Riverside Drive near the Totes Boot Factory in the Little Miami River when an unidentified animal scurried across the road in front of his vehicle. The animal was fully was fully illuminated in his vehicle's headlights, and he described it as a three to four foot long and about 50 to 75 pounds with leathery skin. That is huge. That's the size of Bosco. Right? That's like... The genetically altered frog. Where is this at? Ohio. Your mom's house. Oh, He reported spotting the animal, quote, crouched like a frog, end quote. Sounds presumptuous. And then he... It momentarily sat that way, and then it stood erect to climb over the guardrail and then back down towards the river. Two weeks after the incident, a second Loveland police officer, again, more cops, Mark Matthews reported seeing an unidentified animal crouched along the road in the same vicinity as Shockey's sightings. Matthews shot the animal, recovered the body, and then put it in his trunk to show Shockey. Mm. What do we think it was before we before we read what we what they deduced? Someone was named Shockey. <laughs> I think that's the last name. That's our observation. <laughs> we got nothing to say about the frog. We've got things to say about the name. What if it was like a bunch of frogs taped together? But like, <laughs> like little rascals style, <laughs> a bunch of frogs 
inside of a frog suit. <laughs> They're like, their best. we're going to get some respect around here. They're gonna, we're going to show them who we are. They said, we need a mortgage for our river. Yes. <laughs> Can we get a loan, please? Those beavers keep putting a dam in. We need to take these beavers to civil It's court. like three foot tall is like what's cracking me up. It's three like, to four feet. Three to four feet. So it's a, was it a sixth grader? No, that is like a that's that's, that's like a that's little. A, that's a tiny sixth grader, right? That's okay. Little. So it's a third grader. Right. We're talking like to your waist, bro. Oh, to my waist. Yeah, look at the picture. Look, the look at the reference. Look at that photo right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's... It's like like no, I'm, I'm talking like altered. like I was I was hoping this frog was gonna be like big as like a ninja turtle or something. I'm talking this frog needs like a little top hat and some knickknack shoes. Like he's about to be click clacking with a little cane, like doing a dance. Did y'all read Frog and Toad growing up? Yes. That yeah. I mean he's just missing his little his little hat, waistcoat. Right. I want him. I want him in my house. <laughs> you Honestly, want him in your house? Instead of children, I want I want the Loveland frog man. <laughs> y'all enjoy that. So uh Matthews shot him, recovered the body, That's and put sad. it in his trunk to show Shocky. Yes. And according to Matthews, it was, quote, a large iguana about three to three and a half feet long, end quote. He didn't immediately recognize it because it was missing its tail. Matthews speculated that the iguana had been someone's pet and it had wow. either gotten loose or it had been released when it grew too large. According to Matthews, Shocky was shown the dead iguana and confirmed it was the same animal that he had seen previously. Matthews recounted the incident to the author of a book about urban legends, but says the author, quote, omitted the part that confirmed the creature was an iguana rather than a frogman, end quote. Matthews also recounted the frogman story in 2016 again on WCPO Channel 9, and the University of Cincinnati folklore professor Edgar Slotkin compared the Loveland frog to Paul Bunyan, saying that stories about it have been passed down for several decades and that the sightings seem to come in predictable cycles. So, who knows? <laughs> Wow. I think it's like the cicadas and the frog people only come every seven years. They lay dormant underneath of the river. The eggs hatch. They come out. That's why it comes in cycles. That's my theory. I think that sounds fun. When they see him last time, though. They saw him last in, uh, what year was that? 1972. But it's a long cycle. 40 years. So, is it, <laughs> so, so it's the so Jeepers Creepers. Or we gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the groundhog. <laughs> Like, do we just go stand out in this marsh and wait for it to appear? No, apparently you just drive on roads and it's going to stand next to a guardrail. Okay. Key to sighting a cryptid. One, be a cop. Two, be out at night. Three, be alone. Four, shine your headlights on something. Five, see cryptids. As a black woman, I'm not going to be several of those things. Goodness. I ain't going to be no cop. (laughs) Be a cop. Because people trust cops. That's why. Like, why would a cop lie about this? Clearly this is the truth. They're like, cops obviously have better things to do than to lie about seeing cryptozoological creatures on their <laughs> ships. In the middle of the night. They was getting donuts and we're like, we gotta say we did something today. What do we do? Go shoot that iguana. I think Tamaje's on to something. Somebody was like, yeah, well, I went to this call and I had to stop this person for a taillight out. And this other person was like, oh, yeah, well, I saw the frogman. Three of them. <laughs> three at once. They were all. They called me brother three times. Kept licking his face. Like, I'm lucky to be alive. They, they could have taken he me my out. eyeball and then his own. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Your cousin Earl, who's on pounds of meth, is not the frog man. He might be on the weekends. 
but I think Bebo's onto something too with the blanket and the flashlight theory on that top right photo. <laughs> that picture looks really tiny. It also just looks like a large man, like <laughs> just with a flash in the corner of a photo. Yeah. Like I have friends that could be in that picture. <laughs> Anybody could. Why are all these pictures so bad? The bottom right. Oh, I guess I've I've failed to mention. Yeah. So the Frogman or the Frog, the Loveland Frog, has been taken on kind of like the Mothman and is like the symbol for the city. Mm, that's, that's cute. Frog, I wonder is that they're like towns mask. Cool. But look at the calves. That's what's the difference. They're muscular. <laughs> if we have learned one thing today, it is that the calves of cryptids unmatched. Yeah. Unmatched. It's because they're running from us. <laughs> it's because they spend all their time running. They, they just, spend all their time running from us, mm, so never skip leg day. <laughs> never skip leg day. They, they can't. They can't afford to. It's worth their lives. <laughs> they got ninety nine problems, but having nice calves they want, baby. Oh, <laughs> dead. Yeah. So I hope you guys feel more enlightened about cryptids. I really I do. do. I mean, this frog one, I didn't. I didn't. I've never heard of the frog. I feel happy. I feel happy to have spread the good word. We like frogs, and we like men. So I guess we like frogs. And we like frogmen. We like men. We like frogmans. Frog we like moths. We like mans. We like mothmans. Muffins. We like skunks. We like apes. We like skunk apes. What else? What's next? I think that's it. You don't want to say the, you don't want to say the N word, really? What's it called? A nemen? A ningen. A ninian. So we got. So so we like ninmen. We got ninmen. <laughs> You guys were so down for the Ningen until you learned it was 65. <laughs> because it just, now it's annoying. You lost me. Like, being man-sized is cool. Being 10-time man-sized is not cool. Being a, a 6 to 10 floor building. <laughs> this is a building-sized creature. That's how we need to start measuring stuff. Like, hey, like actual like seal sized creature to like a massive serpent <laughs> so i have a very important question for us to discuss what it is in an arena ningen okay loveland frog mothman skunk ape who comes out the 65 foot thing <laughs> what do you mean now take now take him out take the ningen out who wins is there water no who needs water the frog could swim better it's an amphibian hmm who would win? Fucking ape man. Yeah, I'm like, didn't the first one? Mothman. Do you think Mothman? Would I'm picking win? the Mothman. The Mothman's got that sonic screech. But he's only used his powers for good. But that doesn't mean he can't open a can of whoop ass. It oh, means I mean, he'll probably think about it first and let them take each other out and then just win exactly. by default. I mean, he's got the cheeks of the crossbow peaks, too. I mean, bullets would bounce off of him. Truly. Bounce Wait, are they getting weapons in this fight? No, or they are their... the weapons. Mm. Frog would last longer than we're giving it credit for. Jump around, climb the walls. Jump up, jump up, big We don't have copyright for that. We sing enough to be fair use. Well, I mean, either way, I think cryptids are real. I think everything we've discussed today is real. I don't necessarily want them all to be real. Nengen specifically. I mean, I'm not going out there where the ice is. So it's okay. Right, we can leave that one where it is in Antarctica. Yeah, we just leave Antarctica. Be. There's some crazy shit in the ocean. Like, I don't even want to sit around and think about the crazy shit in the ocean. Mm-mm. It's That's too big. They scurry. Hearts start beating too fast. We talk about the ocean too much. Well, this has been mighty fun. 
I hope, like I said, I hope that you guys enjoyed it because I enjoyed spreading the it's good Aries word season. of the cryptid. I had a good time. Sorry, I'm sorry. Aries season. <laughs> well, crazy. Tomorrow, the day after this episode airs, Tamaje will have an episode out that has all of us. We're talking Love is Blind. And we had a great conversation. We did. I fucking love that show. We love romance and fake romance. Yeah, and Jay loves TV. She's got a whole podcast. I do. Which is good, and I love to listen to every week. Can I recommend enough? I love you guys. If you if you enjoy me as a host, and if you enjoyed this chaos in this episode, check out Tamaje on her podcast on her own, and then check out all of us on her special episode tomorrow. Yeah, and mine will be posted on YouTube as well if you want to actually look at oh, us. Oh, yeah. If you want to see what I look like when I podcast. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. But... In the meantime, I'll talk to you guys soon. You know where to find me. Check out that Instagram post to see all the things that we were goobing and gagging about. <laughs> Better post <laughs> them cheeks. I will post the butt cheeks, and I will also post the frogman and the ningen and the grandma under the blanket I'm with sorry, the flashlights. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, though, stay safe out there. I hope you'll join me next week in the pursuit to know a little bit about everything. Please like, share, comment, rate the pod, send it to a friend. Stay safe out there, guys. Until next time, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>